What's up, Juice Kingdom? Welcome back to Arrowhead Live. This is episode 26. I'm Grant, joined by my co-hosts, Ori and Austin. Uh, today, we're going to be recapping the win over the Raiders, first and foremost. Um, so, the Raiders are not a very good football team. They have fallen to 6-6. Six and six, um, And, you know, that was just a really nice piece of humble pie to serve them in Arrowhead um, with a 40 to nine loss. Um, just to start, what were y'all's positive takeaways from the Raiders game? Positive takeaways were that uh, the defense was able to get some interceptions. I know Thornhill had one, um, you know, special teams looked good as well uh, with that blocked, you know, it was kind of late in the game, so it didn't really matter too much, but still being able to get to block that two point, you know, get it for two points was pretty awesome. Um, Thornhill's looked really good. Uh, the, all the, uh, really, all the safeties looked good last week. Um, I think they're our top three rated from Pro, Pro Football Focus were uh, Thornhill. Then it was I think it was Matthew and then Sorensen actually. So uh, they all played pretty well. The secondary played well. Um, you know the, the defense did their job. The offense um, was the was these obviously good enough to get us forty points, which is you know sometimes feels disappointing for us because we're so used to high powered offense, but. Uh, they still did enough, obviously enough to win, um, but yeah, I was really happy with the defense. Yeah, uh, and uh, go ahead, Austin. Yeah, I was just gonna say that two or three weeks back, I went on a rant on Twitter about how um, undisciplined the team was and how they had more drive with Matt Moore at the helm. But um, you know, they came out against the Raiders and they had zero penalties. Which you know, say what you want about the refs, but um, any any penalties under you know. Our average, which is, you know, one of the top in the league, is great. That shows that, you know, we came out very prepared. Andy Reid definitely had a good game plan. Um, and uh, Derek Carr, you know, in an interview said that they had plans to air the ball out deep because they saw some weaknesses. But uh, Spags definitely looked like he controlled um, controlled the defense and definitely limited the uh, Raiders offense to little or none throughout the entire game. So that was very impressive. Yeah, and, and speaking on the uh, the offense here really quick, uh, one of the things that really stood out to me was just the fact that we had three rushing touchdowns. So we had one from Darwin, one from Pat, and then one from Shady. And um, that's not really something what we've seen this year. I know that the yards per carry um, wasn't exactly up to par, um, but I think that the Raiders knew that the Chiefs were going to have trouble throwing the football simply because it was, you know, 30 to 40 mile an hour wins all game long. And so um, they kind of just prepared for the run, really. Um, and then speaking on the safeties, uh, I think Thornhill and Tyron Matthew, both of those interceptions were absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, Tyron Matthew jumped that route. And um, I mean, it was just a just a bang, bang play. And um, just basically he just came out of nowhere and the same thing kind of happened with with Juan Thornhill as well um, and then obviously he took it to the house um, so that was really nice to see and then as you said um, the special teams have really stepped it up since you know earlier in the year I think they're up to fourth uh, overall in DVOA right now in terms of special teams and then uh, lastly on the defensive side of the football the last two weeks have been really, really impressive from the defense. Uh, what did we give up? 17 points to the Chargers two weeks ago. So we've given up 26 mm -hmm. points total to two division rivals. You know, here in the in the 
home stretch of the season. Uh, that's not an easy thing to do, you know, even regardless of how bad both of the, or, you know, how average both of the teams are that we played. Uh, it's never, it's never an easy thing to uh, hold division rivals to that type of game uh, down the home stretch of the season. Um, another thing that really impressed me was just our, that the fact that our offensive line held up the way that they did. Uh, Max Crosby's been going absolutely crazy. Um, on offenses and we basically took him out of the game for the most part and um, you know that I mean Mahomes he only had 175 yards and one touchdown but I think a lot of that just had to do with the fact that you know it was absolute you know high speed wind gusts all game long and uh, he just couldn't really throw the ball downfield we saw multiple times where the ball just got caught up in the air and, uh, you know, almost resulted in a couple interceptions. Um, and then there was one to Kelsey where the ball, like Kelsey put his hands in one place and the ball just went somewhere else, like went through his arms. It was really weird. But um, so, I mean, overall, you know, I think our offense performed really, really well. And uh, our defense was fantastic. And obviously our special teams had a great game as well. Yeah, I think that, you know, sticking with the defense, our Going back to the defense, Austin mentioned that there was only uh, one one penalty or yeah zero penalties last week. Sorry, that was the first time they've done that since like I think I saw it was 1974. So that's pretty insane when you think about it. Um, you know, especially when we always seem to have just stupid penalties that that shoot ourselves in the foot. And that was definitely one of the things that we we fixed this week. Uh, we went into it with a good game plan. We didn't we didn't beat ourselves as we often do. Um, and especially when you're playing a division opponent, no matter how, you know, how bad or good they're doing, um, it's always tough. And if you, if you ask Raiders fans there, they still own the West according to them. So yeah, I know. Did you see that, that guy? Yeah. They haven't, they haven't won the AFC West since 2002. So I'm not really sure how they own it. They're delusional. Like they're literally so delusional, But, but it was definitely, definitely a good win. No matter uh, you know what happened with the offense. Mahomes doesn't have to have to throw for when he doesn't have to throw for 400 yards, and we still win by 30. It, you know, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, and that was really nice to see. Just the fact that our defense was able to step up the way they did when uh, Mahomes wasn't able to put the team on his back uh, like he usually does. Mm-hmm. The other thing that uh, I really enjoyed was the fact that Derek Carr completed two passes to our safeties and completed only four passes to his own receivers, which is an incredible stat. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I don't know who the biggest shout out goes to Derek Carr or our cornerbacks, but you know, there's a shout out out there for one of you. I think one of the, go ahead. ahead. Okay. I was going to say, well, I think that you said you talked about the interceptions from the safeties. I think that, um, obviously, I don't think Carr is that great, so I wasn't too too surprised that there was interceptions. But what I was surprised was, or not really surprised, I guess, is more impressed was uh, than Thornhill's interception was cu- that play on fourth down when he came down and hit him, or third down, sorry, third and one, I think it was, and came down and made that play. We've been lacking those type of plays, those physical plays, and he's starting to to <clears throat> get more physical as time goes on, and I think he's just getting more confident because. The beginning of the year, a lot of people said he didn't really want to tackle, but he's looking like he wants to tackle lately. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't think it's been that 
he doesn't want to tackle. It's he's just struggling to finish tackles in the open field. At least that's what I've seen from it. Um, but that play, like you said, he made a downhill play uh, for a stop on third and one. You know, they're close to the beginning of the game. I think we were up seven to zero at the time. On yeah. uh, I think it was it was Trevor Davis, right? Was the yeah. guy he tackled, and Trevor Davis got cut today. So, um, you know that that really says something. So. Um, and one more quick thing uh, before we move on here to uh, the things that disappointed. Um, honestly, like Travarius Ward and I think Austin, as you mentioned, um, they only completed four passes to the Raiders wide receivers. I don't care who anybody's wide receivers are. If you hold a team to four catches to wide receivers for an entire game. 37 yards. Um, yeah, then you're yeah, four receptions for 37 yards, then you're doing something right. Um, so I think Travarius Ford allowed one reception, Bashad Breland had allowed one reception, um, and then I don't I don't remember who allowed the other two, but um, I mean, that is, that is a ridiculous stat. Um, and, you know, that's just the way that Spagnolo has really turned this defense around. Um, it's really good to see. Um, oh, and then one other thing, really quick, really quick. Um, if you go and look at Josh Jacobs' run chart um, on next-gen stats, he basically couldn't run up the middle at all. No. He could not run up the middle to save his life. The only place that he was getting yards um, was on the edge. Uh, so basically, you know, I mean, that's that's fine. They forced him to the outside, um, and we shut him down on the inside or between the tackles, which is really good to see. So um, hopefully our defensive line can continue – that trend. I know Josh Jacobs did end up rushing for over 100 yards, um, but that that's definitely a trend that I would like to see continued here. Um, so moving on to the things that disappointed you in the game against the Raiders, um, what what are some of the things that stood out to you uh, negatively, Ori? Uh, just, I mean, obviously we, we kind of already talked about it. Just Mahomes and the offense just don't seem like they're clicking as well as they have been, as well as they did last year as well. As we feel like they should, we they feel like they should, um, and I don't know. Obviously, the weather can played a uh, played a factor last week. Kelsey missed a couple. You just had weird bl- drops that just went seemed to go right through his hands, and I, there was just so many drops last week too. Um, you can't put it all on Mahomes, but it obviously is a little disappointing that the offense in general can't can't seem to get back to the ways that they were. And it's it's been nice that they've had the defense to. Um, be able to pick them up where they, where they when they've been behind, but um, it definitely like to see both both sides of it getting back on track going forward. To kind of echo that, um, Andy Reid after the game was quoted talking about the offensive line and how they, you know, had their struggles throughout the game. Um, but I agree with what he said, and he was talking about how they started off pretty slow, and that was the first time in a while that the whole offensive line's been there. Um, but, you know, they, they got better as the game progressed, and I think it has a lot to do with chemistry and just getting back into the flow of playing with everybody who's supposed to be there. Um, and so this was a good game for the offensive line to kind of have a warm-up um, before the rest of the season and before, you know, our uh, our push for the playoffs um, to maybe lock up, a, lock up a bye if possible. Yeah, and I, I don't – I think the bye is going to be a pretty tough – uh, thing. I mean, 
I know we do have the tiebreaker over the Ravens, uh, so it's just a matter of whether or not they can lose two more games. Um, if we beat the Patriots, then we will obviously have the tiebreaker over them as well, mm-hmm. um, but they will also have to lose another game in order for us to uh, get a bye, which it's not impossible, um, especially with the Patriots. It's it's always possible that once the Patriots clinch the playoffs um, and possibly a bye, um, that they could rest Brady. Um, and if, I mean, I don't know how, I don't, I guess if we beat the Patriots and they probably can't clinch a bye um, until week 17, but right. um, you know, same thing goes for the, the Ravens, you know, they could rest Lamar Jackson after they clinch the playoffs. Um, they're down the stretch and, you know, uh, we could always pick up a game, an extra game on in there at the end of the season. And if we beat the Patriots then we have tiebreakers over both of them, as I said. So um, that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, is there anything that stood out to you, Austin, um, in particular, other than that, that disappointed you? Not really. Not really. How about you? Um, man, really, I don't, <laughs> I guess, I guess the, uh, I guess just the running on the edge, uh, you know, we weren't really able to stop Josh Jacobs from running on us um, outside of the tackles. And then I guess another thing that kind of disappointed, which, I mean, it's not a terrible thing because our offense was, I mean, we won 40 to nine, but um, I, I would really just like to see some consistency from the running back group in terms of um, gaining yards. And I think Darwin Thompson really showed that. I know it was kind of garbage time, um, but Darwin Thompson definitely showed some promise. And, you know, that's something that um, we can hopefully look forward to for the rest of the season is Darwin Thompson getting some more touches. Um, and before we move on here to the New England game and what to watch for and whatnot, uh, we'd like to point out about the running back group that today we added Spencer Ware. Um, formerly, he's played three years with the Chiefs, started 18 games. Uh, so they signed what Spencer is? Ware. They signed Spencer Ware to uh, fill filled up the running back group after Daryl Williams went down with mm-hmm. who knows what. I think they're calling it a hamstring injury, but it could have also been a knee or an Achilles. Who knows? But they haven't placed him in IR yet. The corresponding move was Garrett Dieter, who was waived. Um, And then obviously we're also dealing with the Damian Williams injury. So Daryl Williams and Damian Williams are out probably for a while, given that they went out and signed Spencer Ware, brought him in for a workout, and then pretty much signed him immediately. So uh, what do you guys think about that move? I think that... Um, I think it's a solid move. He's obviously familiar with with Andy Reid and the scheme that we're we're trying to do. Um, I think it'll be nice to match him. You know, we have with McCoy. I know he took here. Let me start off like this. So adding him and it's you know he's kind of a more of like a power runner. He can get those ones that are um, kind of filling where Daryl was, where we could pound him in the end zone if we need to. Um, he's like I said, he's familiar with the scheme. I think he'll he'll match well with with McCoy because you know McCoy's more of a shifty runner. Um, those type of things, but um, I, I really look forward to to seeing how they use all three. I really want them to start using Darwin Thompson more. I think we all did, and I think that Andy Reid's going to just because um, I saw in an interview he was saying that um, people were questioning why McCoy didn't get too very much action towards the end of the game, and he he mentioned that he was trying to get um, some touches for um, for Darwin Thompson. So I think that he might be able to be looking to use him later on and definitely into the playoffs. 
as um, maybe even so, so people don't really know uh, what they're going to get with Thompson. And if he has kind of a trick up his sleeve, he might be using. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, so now we have currently we have five active running backs on the roster, uh, six if you include Anthony Sherman. Um, so it's possible that they're just waiting a little bit longer to see what the deal is with Damian and Daryl. Um, it's possible that they do get placed on IR. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, as of right now, the Chiefs wave Garrick Dieter. Um, and if they do place one of those guys on IR, then it's possible that they just bring Dieter back. Um, it's just that I don't, I'm not sure that they were fully prepared to make that type of move right now, but I, I definitely don't expect them to keep five running backs, uh, for the rest of the year. Um, Austin, what do you think about the Spencer Ware signing? I think it was, uh, I think it was important, um, to bring in someone else who is more of a power back, like Ori said. Um, and I think if you pair him with, um, uh, Darwin, Coming up later in the season, it'll be a good, uh, good refresher from the speed to the power. Uh, you know, Andy Reid has showed that he likes to pull running backs if they fumble the ball. So now we know that if McCoy, for some reason, is out of the game because Andy Reid doesn't want to play him, we have two other backs who we can rely on. And um, Spencer Ware has been good for us in the past, so I think it was a, a smart signing for, uh, for the Chiefs to, you know, go out and pursue. Yeah, definitely, and obviously he knows the system and everything. Um, he, I'm sure he has some catching up to do, um, but Spencer Ware definitely has a skill set that fits our offense. He had almost, I think he had like almost 13 or, or maybe 14 or 1,500 uh, rushing yards whenever he was the starter for us, um, mm-hmm. splitting time with Sharkhandrick West a couple years ago. Um, so it'll be nice to have Spencer Ware back. Hopefully he's you know fully healthy and ready to go. I know he had a pretty devastating knee injury, um, after that season, whenever he was actually expected to be the starter, uh, and that's when Kareem Hunt took over um, in Kansas City. So um, it'll be nice to have Spencer Ware back. I think he will add some consistency and definitely some veteran leadership um, to the running back group. Even though we have Lashawn McCoy, um, you know, but he has fumbleitis, and uh, you know, at least Spencer Ware will be able to hold on to the ball and and get those tough yards that. You know, we're probably going to be lacking here a little bit with Daryl Williams out. Um, moving on to the Patriots game, the things to look for. Um, what are you guys looking forward to against the Patriots as the Chiefs head to Foxborough for the Week 14 matchup? I, the thing I'm looking forward to the most is um, to see how McCole Hardman does. And I think I'm saying that not just because I'm a big fan of his, but because uh, Belichick always seems to take away your top your your top weapon, so either gonna they're gonna double Kelsey, they're gonna double Tyreek. So when when they do that, um, if they double Tyreek, that should give McColl uh, a couple opportunities. Uh, so I'm really excited to see that and uh, see what see what he can do. See if Mahomes can get him the ball, and you know he, whenever he gets his hand on the ball, uh, he usually makes a play. Um, and the, then I have one other thing I'd like to say. I'm obviously looking forward to, uh, like as I mentioned earlier, I want Thompson to get some more touches. And uh, it'd be really nice for him to have a coming out party. I know I, I said it earlier on <clears throat> the Kingdom account, and you said Kareem Hunt style. Uh, so that would be that'd be a nice that'd be a nice gift for us. Yeah, I uh, I'm just excited to see how the defense plays against the Patriots offense. Um, because their offense is clearly not the best this year. 
They really only have Edelman at receiver. Um, and so it'll be a very, I don't know. I feel like this game is going to be a good example of what we can do in the playoffs because this should be the hardest that we prepare for a game all year. If, if you know, we're lacking other weeks, this should be the week where we're putting in the most work. Um, and I feel like, you know, obviously the players, uh, they got to have some some feeling of, you know, dislike towards the Patriots for um, last year and everything that transpired. So I expect us to come out and play really well. I expect Patrick to go um, over 300 yards again, have a bounce back game, get a couple of TDs. But I'm more excited to see how the defense plays against Tom Brady, see if they, if he picks us apart or if the uh, passing defense um, still plays like they have in the past few weeks. Yeah, so last year in the playoffs, um, when we lost the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, uh, the guys that really killed us were Julian Edelman and then Gronkowski. Um, Gronkowski's obviously gone, and I kind of mentioned this on Twitter. I think a, I think I said it today. I don't know. It's been a long day. Um, that we need to eliminate Julian Edelman from the game plan. Yeah. The Patriots don't have a ton of weapons, um, and so Julian Edelman should be our main focus. Uh, that's a guy that can basically, you know, create separation. He catches everything. Uh, and it's just really a guy that's really, really tough to cover. Um, and so we need to have, first and foremost, we need to have either, I would prefer Travarius Ward, um, but I could definitely see Bashad Breeland because he's a little bit quicker um, of a guy than, than, Bash- or than Travarius Ward is. But have one of those guys man up on him, play press, beat up Julian Edelman um, off the snap, and then whenever Julian Edelman, you know, gets into his route progression, uh, I would like to have a safety, uh, you know, right there to bracket Julian Edelman. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we need to do that the entire game uh, and just do our best to eliminate Julian Edelman from the game plan. Tom Brady has not been beating people with his arm this year. Uh, that's just a fact. I know people have posted since week four that Mitchell Trubisky has actually outperformed Tom Brady statistically, which is pretty insane. Um, so moving on to the next thing that, um, or next player that we really need to focus on, that's James White. And James White is a guy, you know, we've struggled to stop running backs um, catching the ball out of the backfield. And James White is definitely a guy that can kill you uh, if you don't give him attention. Um, so we definitely need to have, you know, somebody keying on him and uh, definitely keeping up with him all game long as well. Um, outside of those two guys, if you want to let Nikhil Harry or Jacoby Myers or Sony Michelle or Rex Burkhead or whoever um, try to beat you, go ahead and let them do it because those are guys that you can, um, you know, play one-on-one, um, you know, Sony Michelle is a guy that can run between the tackles and you know that's not something that we've struggled to stop this year it's really everything outside of the tackles is what we're struggling with um with running backs so um yeah James White and Julian Edelman Julian Edelman are definitely two guys that we really 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 need to focus on um and then moving to the uh offensive side of the football for us I think we really just need to attack the boundaries um, I do not want to test the Patriots' safeties. Uh, they're leading the league in interceptions. I think they've only allowed seven touchdown passes, and they've intercepted the ball 20 times this year, which is absolutely absurd. I think that I'm pretty sure they said that that's a record. And prior to last week, I think 
Deshaun Watson threw three or four touchdown passes on the Patriots. Um, they were only allowing like three touchdown passes all year long. So I don't want to test the Patriots' safeties. I want to – Mahomes obviously has a strong enough arm to throw to the boundary. Um, let Tyreek Hill create some separation on out routes, corner routes, fade routes, etc. Um, and, you know, don't don't test the McCourty brothers. Don't test Patrick Chung or whoever it may be um, back there for the Patriots. Uh, let them try to stop Tyreek Hill – Travis Kelsey, all those guys, McCole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, I want them to try to stop them one-on-one. And then secondly, on offense, we need to run it down the Patriots' throat. We need to establish the run game. We need to beat them up, and we need to run down that defense. Because if we don't, we've seen what the Patriots' defense is capable of. Um, And even despite, you know, Tom Brady putting up like 10 points a game, uh, they're still 10-2. and So, for me, those are the things um, that we really need to focus on on offense and defense. Um, so hopefully hopefully we see that. I know this is a huge game for us um, in terms of confidence. We built our confidence up last week with a 40-9 win over the Raiders. Um, so we need to go into, go into New England and just beat the piss out of them. Yeah, this is the last test of the season in my mind. We've got, you know, the Broncos, the Bears – the Chargers. So, you know, this is our last uh, true test before the playoffs. Um, we need to make the best of our opportunity and put ourselves in a position to have a lot of confidence and ride high into whatever round of the playoffs we start in. I think one last thing that I, I would say that I, I really agree with what Grant said about taking away Edelman and, and White because we always get burnt with Edelman going across the middle. We need to take care of that. We need to take care of the running backs, um, especially when they're receiving the ball out of the backfield. But one uh, one last thing I would say is that we are uh, we need our pass rush really needs to get to Brady. Um, he's been terrible against the blitz uh, this year. I think last week he was like three and thirteen against the blitz. So he, he if we can get to him and make him uncomfortable, it'll be a, so much easier for us uh, rather than letting him sit back there and and try to make the throws, uh, even if he hasn't been too great this year. Yeah, for sure. And and I know Frank Clark went out last week uh, with a shoulder injury. That's kind of concerning. I don't know which shoulder it was. I don't know if it was the same shoulder um, that he's been dealing with the nerve uh, issue in his neck um, all year long. So if that's the case, it could be a problem. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that it's not. Uh, so we'll probably have to wait until tomorrow before we hear anything about that. Um, but I, th- I mean, I think Frank Clark is probably okay. They probably, uh, he probably just tweaked it a little bit and uh, they said, hey, we're winning, you know, by a ton of points. So just set this one out and, you know, let us finish up this game and you stay healthy, you know, for the Patriots next week. Um, Moving on to the next thing um, on the agenda here is we have added a new member to the team, our fifth uh, member of Arrowhead Live. As you guys know, it started with Ori and myself. Uh, we started the Twitter account and kind of expanded a little bit. And as we grew, um, we added Austin uh, to help us, you know, create some original content. And then we added Cody as well. Now we have added Keaton Henry, um, formerly of Chiefs Blitz. I know he's worked with SB Nation, fan sided. He created Chiefs Blitz, um, NFL Fan Blitz, and uh, some other, you know, accounts that, uh, you know, were were pretty popular. 
um, for a time, and I, I'm not exactly sure. I could be wrong on this, but I believe he um, sold his portion of it, or, or I, I don't know. Um, but anyway, we have added Keaton uh, to the Arrowhead Live team. He will be building a website for us, um, helping us build a website, and then once the website is finished, um, then he will take over as uh, editor-in-chief, uh, which means we will be producing original articles um, and basically just a ton of other uh, original content for you guys. Uh, this will be huge during the offseason, especially um, when we don't have, you know, any Chiefs games to watch. Um, you know, we'll have these articles for you guys and uh, our podcast as well. Austin and Cody will, of course, be pumping out uh, content as well. Uh, so this is something that we're certainly looking forward to. Um, we actually already have the website. Ori and, our start, Ori and I started the website uh, whenever we first started Arrowhead Live. I bought the domain, um, and I kind of set it up, but we just never really used it. We didn't really have a purpose for it. Um, and now that we've added Keaton uh, and his expertise, which is really, really important to the next step of Arrowhead Live, uh, we will be able to you know, grow this thing uh, to something that it, it really hasn't been before. Uh, and we are really, really looking forward to that. Um, and the next thing here before we close it out is we have the Mahomes Funko Pop um, giveaway figurine thing. I don't even, I guess that's what you call them. I really don't know. Pop vinyl. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. They're like 3D printed. I don't, I don't even know. But um, they're pretty popular. And they're actually, um, so I have the Mahomes one with, him in the white jersey which is the one that's being given away as well and then i have one of mahomes in a red jersey and those are the two 2019 versions and then last year was a kelsey one and i didn't really know about these things and so i was looking all over for the kelsey one and you basically can't find them and uh, i found one on ebay bought that up um and so i'll be adding that to my collection unfortunately i spent probably too much money on it which um is is nice around the holidays but um you know i don't know they're pretty cool so you know if you guys haven't already entered that giveaway uh go to the pin tweet on our twitter profile um enter the giveaway and uh you know you never know uh i know pretty much every person that's won our giveaways before um have been totally surprised they're like oh i never win anything and and then you win it and um it's you know christmas is coming up it's definitely a gift if you want to give it to your kids or a family member or just keep it for yourself or whatever. Um, it's an awesome thing. And it could definitely be worth some money someday because the Kelsey one, which originally sold for $10 is going anywhere from like 80 to $150 uh, right now online, which is absolutely crazy. I didn't pay that. Don't worry. I'm not that stupid, but, um, but yeah, so definitely hang on to those things and uh, hopefully it'll be worth some money someday. And you can look back and be like, yeah, Arrowhead live gave me that. Um, and then uh, moving on to the next thing, this was just kind of something to preface here. Once that giveaway is done, we will immediately be following it up with a giveaway that I know Ori has been absolutely just begging us to post. He loves to spend Not money. Ori. Uh, so Ori is definitely pumped for this giveaway because he's been promising us uh, to do this giveaway. So, um, so keep an eye out for that one. I think, this is definitely going to be our biggest giveaway yet, and uh, definitely right around the holidays. This is going to be a huge one. You guys are going to love it. Um, even though you guys, most of you guys probably already have this item, uh, but it doesn't hurt to have an extra one. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. 
anyway, thank you guys for listening to Arrowhead Live. This is episode 26. We will be back at you guys with episode 27 next week uh, after we stomp the Patriots. So keep an eye out for episode 27. Uh, 100 to zero. Chiefs beat the Patriots in Foxborough. Uh, <laughs> guys, enjoy your week. Thank you for listening, and go Chiefs. Peace. Peace.